to day 13 of training during self-isolation. Uh, today's workout is three movements. Uh, they're somewhat related. Um, you're going to need uh, two pieces of equipment for this one, uh, at least in the strictest sense. You may wind up changing what equipment you use depending on how you decide to scale this movement, but we'll start with the simplest. For the simplest version of this workout, you're going to need a dowel. So grab a broomstick and that'll easily be enough. Um, so I've got my dowel here. You need it to be wide enough that you can uh, bring your arms out to a full, uh, full wide grip. And if you were to stand it up, it would be with your arms straight, it would be sitting right in the crease of your hip. So that if you raise your legs, it's not going to wind up bumping the, uh, the, the bar up on you. So that's what you're going to use for the first two movements that we're going to do. And then finally, you're going to need uh, something that you can use for a kettlebell swing. So this could be a shopping bag with a couple of heavy items in it, something that has a handle on it. Doesn't have to be real heavy for this kind of thing to work. Um, I've got a couple of examples here. I've got a paint can uh, and I've got a jug of um, uh, wiper fluid. Um, so that sort of thing can work really well. Um, if you've got something else like that, a big jug of uh, vinegar, like some large container that has a decent amount of weight in it, that still has enough room on the handle for you to have both hands get a, a solid grip on the handle. So we'll go through what each of these movements uh, are going to be. The first is a tall muscle snatch. So this is gonna work on your shoulder mobility uh, and shoulder stability. So that's what you're gonna use the dowel for. You're gonna start out at a wide grip, grabbing onto the dowel. We're not gonna worry about how you grip the bar in this case, because we're not dealing with any weight. For those of you that do have uh, a little bit of weight that you can throw on this, whether it's uh, taping paint cans to the ends of these, which I've seen some people do to give themselves a, a bit of a barbell feel at home. Um, or if you do have a barbell, then you can absolutely do this sort of movement with a barbell. Um, for a tall muscle snatch, you may want to go with an empty barbell so you're not uh, lifting too much weight. But you're just going to stand with, I'll back up here so you can see my legs. You're going to stand with your legs, uh, your feet right underneath your hips. You're going to hold the, the dowel out at that nice wide grip with straight arms and you're going to allow your elbows to come up while keeping the bar nice and tight to the chest. And as soon as you get up around the sternum level, so basically your, your arms can't come up any higher with your elbows out, flared out and up to the side. When you get up to that height, you're going to simply going to turn it over and press up to the ceiling, pinching your shoulder blades together. It's that simple. Same thing on the way back down, just bring it down to the, to the starting position. So again, you're keeping the bar you see from the side, I'm keeping the bar in nice and close. I'm keeping my body upright. I'm not doing anything with my legs. I'm just allowing my elbows to come up to the outside. I can actually let, let my elbows bend a little bit, let my wrists bend a little bit with my elbows as well, so that I can turn over close to the face and straight up above the back of my head. You'll notice I'm not keeping it out here. I want the bar to be able to come up and stack over top of my shoulders. So. You're going to have to press it back a little bit, and that's why I say pinch your shoulder blades together because that will put the bar right above the base of the spine rather than hanging out way back here or hanging out way in front of the body. So this is just going to allow you to work through that rotation from the lower position to overhead and back down again. You're going to do seven repetitions of that tall muscle snatch. When you finish seven reps of that, you're going to do seven overhead squats. So your starting position for the overhead squat is exactly where you just finished with that last movement. So you muscle snatch up, it's overhead, you brace yourself, but this time you're going to need your feet back out to shoulder width so that you're able to squat with it. 
and you're going to squat to whatever depth you are comfortable squatting. The important thing here is to try to keep your chest up so that you avoid pitching forward. So I don't want to squat and come down like this. I want my tailbone to sink down in between my heels as much as possible, keeping my back relatively upright. It's going to come forward a little bit, but don't let it come way forward. So I pinch my, pinch my shoulder blades together, and if I can only come down to about here and back up again without pitching forward, that's okay. So a nice deep knee bend, but if you can get yourself all the way down, you'll notice my chest does come forward, so I pull back on the bar just a little bit to keep it stacked over top of the base of my spine. And then I correct that as I come back to the top. So you're going to do seven reps of that maximizing your range of motion on that to the best of your ability. So whether it's a partial squat or a full squat to the bottom, still you're not dealing with any weight here, you're really thinking about form in this case. So seven reps of the tall muscle snatch, seven reps of the overhead squat, and then finally seven kettlebell swings. So you're going to use a little bit of weight, in this case I'll grab my nice container of windshield washer fluid, the handle is just wide enough now I'm looking to keep in a fairly upright stance. My knees are just a tiny bit bent, just a little bit of softness there. And I'm going to allow my, my hips to come down slightly with, with my knee bend and keep my back relatively upright. But I want to let my shoulders come forward a little bit. The weight's going to come back. And there's what I'm doing. Coming up to eye level. You'll notice I'm not allowing the weight to come way down. I'm not bending deep with my knees. I just need enough of a bend that when I press against the floor with my heels, I'm not already straight-legged. I need to be able to bend and straighten, but a small range of motion is all that's necessary to get this weight moving. Again, up to eye level. And it doesn't need to be a lot of weight. You're going to try to relax your arms. Believe it or not, even though it looks like I'm doing work with my arms, this is a leg movement. All of that motion is coming from the shoulders rising, and because my arms are relaxed and holding on to the weight, my shoulders rising is going to be enough to swing that weight up and out away from my body. If you want to scale these movements up, uh, I've already mentioned that you can do the tall muscle snatches and the overhead squats with a little bit of weight, um, whether that's throwing a couple of change plates if you happen to have them, uh, lying around. Uh, you can hang them on the dowel if you don't have a barbell. If you do have a barbell, an empty barbell is going to be more than enough. If you want to really push yourself, uh, maybe tall muscle snatch with a dowel, but then do the overhead squats with a little bit of weight on the bar. And then for the kettlebell swing, really it's just a matter of what object do you have that has a handle on it for both hands that is heavy enough to give you the resistance that you're looking for. So if you do have a kettlebell at home or if you have a dumbbell, it's not the most it's not the easiest thing to do a kettlebell swing with a with a dumbbell, but it is possible if you hang on to it right. Uh, and you don't have to stop at eye level. You can go overhead if you're comfortable doing that. But I'd suggest that beginners start with eye level so that you're not risking anything coming down on top of you. Um, so keep the weight moderate. You're going to do every two minutes for six to ten rounds, you'll do seven, seven, seven of each of those three movements. Everything left in the two minutes is recovery time before you go again. So all you need is a timer going off every two minutes. You should be able to complete those movements with more than enough time to spare that you get a reasonable amount of rest, depending on how heavy you decide to go, and that'll give you the recovery time that you need. Okay, 
that is day 13 of the box jumper self-isolation or self-distancing fitness challenge workouts. I'll be back again tomorrow with number 14. In the meantime, if you like this video, share it, uh, subscribe to my uh, mailing list on the website boxjumper.ca, and be sure to check out the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, or visit boxjumper.ca and listen to the episodes online, because they're all on there as well. All right, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Thanks.